Comcast Business gives you more for your small business with our new gig speed Wi-Fi plus unlimited data. Ask how to get up to a $750 prepaid card with a qualifying bundle. Ends 12-4-2022. Restrictions apply. Requires new gigabit extra bundle with two-year agreement. Hi, welcome back to Office Chats, a podcast presented by Madam Blue. I'm your host, Valeria, and today's guests are Thurman and Torrance Thomas, the duo behind the Bros Fresh, an R&B, Southern hip-hop, and rock band based in Austin, Texas. When they're not writing, performing, and creating music, Thurman and Torrance are busy running a nonprofit organization they created called Tank Proof. Founded in 2011, Tank Proof is working to address the 64% of minority children in the U.S. that are not water safe and at risk of drowning. In addition to swimming lessons, the organization provides meals to youth, veterans, and homeless shelters. In this episode, Thurman and Torrance talk about their career journey in the music industry, including preparing for this year's upcoming ACL Festival. They also share the ins and outs of running a nonprofit, plus the incredible impact they're having on youth and underserved communities. Let's get into the show. Thank you so much for joining me on the podcast. I'd love to just jump right into it and hear about who you are, where you're from, and what you do. So uh, my name is Torrance Thomas. My name is Thurman Thomas. I hope you can distinguish the difference via audio if you guys are listening in. So what we do, we are artists and musicians, recording artists. You got to be specific, not visual artists or any recording artists. We also co-founded an organization called Tank Proof that gives swimming lesson and food security to kids who need it most all over the country. That's incredible. And we're definitely going to talk more about Tank Proof in a bit. But first, I'd love to know when your passion for music began. You know, we had a good foundation. Our dad, he was a uh, music connoisseur and he listened to all different kinds of eclectic things. So I vividly remember that growing up, listening to all different kinds of music, especially jazz. During our early high school years, I mean, we liked music. Who doesn't like music? I'll say that. Yeah, most of it, yeah. And it's weird. Like, I feel like I liked music. Just, I hate when I say it's about, I liked music more back then almost, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I like it now a lot, but it's just, uh, before you really learn how to like really dissect music and the nuts and bolts of it, it's almost like naivety is there's a lot of enjoyment in that. So much enjoyment in not knowing a lot of times. Ignorance is bliss in certain ways, you know what I mean? Especially when it comes to music. And so for, well, in regards to my personal music journey but uh we discovered music early on didn't play music till we were around like 17 or 18 that gave us an opportunity to really express ourselves in a way that you know we never thought we could be able to never really saw ourselves as musicians growing up and so when we had the opportunity to start learning how to play when we were 17 18 and when you start getting gigs like around 19 20 things like that it changes a lot when did you realize you wanted to pursue that passion as a career I think we wanted to make it a job yeah. whenever we worked at the Apple store. And I remember one day a guy walked in, he bought like, like three or four, four IMAX. So he was like walking out with him. And I felt I could have swore like an audible voice. It might as well have been just like, Hey, you're not going to be able to be able to do that working here. So I'm like, okay, well, what else do I have? What else can we do? We can play music. And so we started a cover band in Louisiana. This is like 2001, 
2000, you know, 2002, to not to that 2011, 2012. Yeah, God, tell me. 11 years old. I was like, wait a minute. I'm 50 something now, uh, you know, yeah, you know, so I, I think that's when we started our, our musical journey, trying to figure out how we can make a, a, a living doing this. In addition to being full-time recording artists, as you mentioned, you're also the co-founders of Tank Proof. Can you tell me a little bit more about how your nonprofit organization came to be? You know, music has kind of been the genesis of a lot of things. It was one of the catalysts for this organization back in the day. They used to have these concerts and they put these benefit concerts on to raise funds to go towards a certain cause. And so for us, we're like, wow, can we do something with our musical gifts to, you know, create change? And sat on the idea for a, a little while and immediately after there was like a tragedy at Sugar State, there was a family of six that had all drowned in one setting. And um, we were like, man, this is crazy. And so I remember one day just getting inspired to just search, why don't black people swim? Started looking at the stats and like the numbers were absolutely staggering. And I was like, wow, there is a lot of truth to the stereotype of why black people don't swim. And I'm like, can we do something about this? Well. Maybe we could sell some band merch to, you know, pay for kids swimming lessons who can't afford it. And that was the genesis of Tank Proof. Wow, that's amazing. And what does Tank Proof look like today compared to when you first started? I'd love to learn a little bit more about the exciting team growth, collaborations, and accomplishments that you've had since 2011. Back then, I mean, Tank Proof was just, you know, us and you know, we worked with the swim school and they helped us execute lessons. But now today we have our own team of instructors. We have an aquatics director and we are actively hands-on. Wherever we activate, we actively hands-on conduct the lessons ourselves with our own curriculum. You know, it, it's grown a lot. You know, we got a team, we have a staff and it's not big. It's probably like the six people total. But, you know, it, it's good. It's yeah, good. That, that growth didn't start happening until like probably year 10. We finally hired someone, you know, hired people and you know, didn't do it, uh, I mean, as thoughtfully as we could, as efficiently as we could have, you know, but we did the best we could with the limited knowledge that we did have. Sometimes, you know, you just got to be consistent. And uh, for us, we always knew Tank Proof would be a national thing, but we didn't know specifically what that was going to look like. And um, COVID, you know, was a bad time for most of the world. But for us as an organization, personally speaking, it was a time that we came up. COVID really catapulted us into this new new space space that we're in because for first time COVID mixed in, you know, with other tragedies, like I said, like uh, the, the racial equity uh, issues that we're still somewhat dealing with today, but, you know, we really kicked up around that time. It, it caused a spotlight to be put on organizations and people like ourselves. The first time that, you know, uh, you know, people were looking for people of color to do things and to, you know, to be spotlighted in a certain way. And so for us, we benefited from that, just being honest. And the beauty about it was that we've always been this talented. The organization has always been this impactful. We just never had the opportunity or the spotlight to do it. And when we got that, you know, we took the ball and we ran with it. And uh, still running with it. Still today running today. with it. We got the cover of USA Today. Today is the day. Got on that's awesome today. yeah it's it's been a uh you know it's one of those things that uh you know hasn't really hit me yet honestly and it's uh i'm oh man it, it uh gratitude is not even a word you know it blows our minds to see how this organization has evolved over the years and it's like uh, it's taken a character of itself 
I feel like we're honored just to be a part of it. Honestly, we're honored to be able to steward over this mission to help as many kids as possible to get this life-saving gift swimming. Yeah, no, that's amazing. And I think, like you said, you benefited from some opportunities that came to you, but the only reason you were able to receive those opportunities was because of the persistence of both of you <laughs> to continue working those 10 years. Like mm -hmm. sometimes you have to wait patiently for those <laughs> things to come. It's crazy when I think about it. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, this is crazy. I'm like, man, you know, I think people don't realize how long it takes like to do shit. You know, a lot of times people get discouraged if it doesn't pop off in like one year, two five, years, three a five years. year plan. Who cares? Keep going. If there's yeah. something that you want to do, keep pushing. And in the social good space that we're in, the work is what's most important. Like, you mm -hmm. just got to do the work. Just do the work, man. Figure out how to fund the and, work and then make sure you do it. And you can't be concerned with, you know, oh my God, let's, let's get a million dollars. We ain't never raised a million dollars. We ain't even there yet over all the years that we've been an organization. So don't take that much resources to have a mass amount of impact. So yeah, man, this is crazy. You know, I, I think about it every day and I, uh, you know, for moments like this, it hits me even more because I'm like, man, this started out of my mama's house. Well, your 10 years of hard work and the incredible mission. I mean, it's definitely paying off. Can you remind me how many cities Tank Proof currently offers services and resources in? Eight cities, right? Eight now. different markets. Yeah. Yes. Amazing. But you started in Louisiana, correct? Yes. Okay. Got correct. It. And I know this must be one of the most rewarding parts of running your nonprofit, but I'd love to hear a little bit about the impact you've seen firsthand that your organization has had on youth in communities nationwide. I guess I'll start by saying it's a confidence thing. You know, we, we say you we don't really teach swimming lessons, we teach confidence. And um, the greatest thing that you can give a kid or anybody is a gift that they can keep for life or one of the greatest things that you can ever help them to do and to usher them through is breaking through their fear wall. And unfortunately, a lot of our kids come in deathly afraid of the water and we have to be able to take that fear that someone has had their whole life in a matter of five days, transfer that to fun. That's a daunting task, but it's not so much a daunting task on the organization as it is on the participant takes so much bravery and courage for, of our kids and even some of the adults that go through it. So I would say on a broader sense, you know, the confidence that is raised and just possibility factor. I'll use that word too, of just knowing that, hey, I can do this. I taught myself how to do something that I did not know how to do five days ago. And I taught myself, yeah, I had a teacher, but you know, we can't do it for them. The most empowering thing is that they do it themselves. And that is what we pride in our organization. What we push to our participants is that, hey, look, we're not the ones doing this. We're just helping you show you the strokes and the techniques, but you know, it's you, you doing this and realize how empowering that is and how that can carry over, not just in the water, but to every area of life. And I love that in addition to swimming lessons, you also provide not just kids, but also veterans and homeless shelters with food. Mm -hmm. Can you yeah. talk to me a little bit more about how that aspect of your program came to be? Yeah, and I actually tell you the truth, started with my mom in Louisiana. We've been running that portion of our organization for at least like seven years now. And so what she started doing in her free time was that she would uh, begin taking the leftover food from like, say, like you go to Fleming's and like they have a whole bunch of stuff they don't even use. So she would begin taking these foods from these, from these restaurants and then distributing it to like group homes, foster homes and uh, 
that portion of our organization was really kind of just, you know, on the low for a while. We just did it because we couldn't, because we wanted to. We really didn't have to make like a, a big noise about it. But when COVID hit, that gave that part of our organization time to shine because especially locally in Louisiana, the, the schools were shut down. And so a lot of these kids that depend on these schools for their meals, for their breakfast, for their lunch, otherwise they weren't eating throughout the day. And so they had this thing in our parish, you know, we have parishes in Louisiana where we're from. And so in our parish, um, they're like, yeah, we'll open the cafeteria if the kids can get there, but the kids' parents are at school. How are they going to get there? They can't walk there. It's too far. And so what we decided to do was we decided to partner with uh, local restaurants to, you know, pay them at cost because, you know, they were hurting at that time too. They needed money. So we pay for the food at cost and then distribute it to the communities of the kids, you know, that needed the food. We started out doing like 400 meals a month and ended like at 4,000 a month. Wow. That gave that part of our organization a chance to really shine and come to the forefront and show people like, yeah, we've been doing this and we were able to react so quickly to this because we've been doing this. Mm -hmm. So when we got a chance to bring that to Austin, we started doing that with our community activations at Booker T, which we're going to have some more soon this fall, um, where we were just literally just going and just feeding the whole community. It was our way as an organization of saying, hey, what's up? We're Tank Proof. Nice to meet you. This is on us. Pleasure. But, you know, you're going to see a lot more of us. Um, we're hoping to serve this community as much as we can, but pleasure to meet you. And that's a way to gain trust and um, just trust, but most importantly, handle direct needs because people, people be hungry. Just to say, I mean, like, people get hungry. And it's something we, I mean, we're all at one point guilty of taking for granted. Like, something as simple as a meal can really uplift an entire community when they're they're in a time of need. So that's amazing. It seems like your mom has been a little bit of an inspiration for Tank Proof from oh, that battery. Miss uh, Connie is the goat, man. Yeah, our mom's great. You know, she helps to, you know, push us and grounds us and, you know, keeps us on track. You know, I really appreciate her. Yeah, I tell people, like, if you like us and you love our mom, mm-hmm. put it like that. <laughs> she must be best. so proud. Oh, uh, yeah, so. yeah, yeah, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> She'll tell us, and she says she's proud of us, but, you know, she knows just enough to, you know. Keep pushing. Not, <laughs> yes, make us keep pushing, man. So I guess yeah. that's the beauty of it. But uh, you work so dang hard to get your parents' approval sometimes. And, uh, you know, after the day, I'm like, are you not entertained? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Are you not entertained? <laughs> <laughs> no, but she's amazing. That's awesome. Well, I know that... Your musical career takes as much energy and drive and focus as your roles at Tank Proof. How do you balance those roles and keep your creative juices flowing and avoiding burnout when you're like creating music and needing to stay inspired? You know, we we do it one day at a time. You know, one thing I tell people, it takes me the same amount of creativity to draft the email as it does. It takes the same amount of creativity to pick out your outfit or your wardrobe for the day than it does to write a song. You know what I mean? Nobody wants to wear the same clothes every day. So, you know, you got to put some thought. You got to get, you know, right, let me put this. I never did this. Together. You know what I mean? I'm so working with this, this, and this, how can I make this? Through our lens, life is creativity. Yeah. And we find creativity in the mundane. And so it helps us to stay fresh, so to speak. You know, I feel like if I need to go write a song, I'm like, shit, <laughs> I have to go do that right now if I needed to. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We don't put too much pressure on ourselves now. You let things flow. You let things come to you, man. It's like, uh, but you do got to forge. You got to force things. Doing things is not easy. It's very hard to do things. Yeah, and yeah. I, I think you just got to be resilient. Yeah, you know, it's resiliency. Yep. Just having yep. to keep your yep. feet moving, 
Mm-hmm. And have resilience. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you do that, you'll get to wherever you want to go. Wherever you want to go. And I think once you start creating those habits of resiliency, it's almost like you prove to yourself, okay, I did it before. I know I can do it again. So it mm-hmm. builds like some momentum, some confidence. Oh, yeah. All, all that. All that. It, it is. I think that's one thing that we do have is just like internal supreme confidence in like who we are and what we're able to offer and what we can do. You know what I'm saying? Like, is this a PG-13 podcast? No. You can cuss if that's what you're asking. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, 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 I'm looking for the for the rating. <laughs> but you know, we we know ain't too many people fucking with us, man. And we know that, and it's uh, and it's not like a cocky thing because it's like, look, man, I know in the same thing. It's like, I know I am only as good as the opportunities that I've been allotted and the doors that people, other people, have allowed us to walk through. You know what I mean? It ain't just us. But I do know that we have put in a lot of time and effort and hard work and, oh, the times, you know, when nobody's looking, you know what I mean? What, what was I doing, you know, nine years ago when I'm in my mom's house and I'm trying to figure out like, okay, where do I want to take this thing? You know, how am I, how am I educating myself that time to set myself up for today? Those are the times that are the most important. So the stuff that people are seeing now is like, Y'all seeing all the fun stuff, you know what I mean? Like, it is uh, insanely, you know, humbling for us to do the things that we do because I vividly remember <laughs> last year, year and a half, stuff like that, you know what I mean? Like, I remember we had no calls for gigs, vividly, you know what I mean? And the frustration of wondering why, like, uh, dang, I, I'm not even at this one. What am I doing wrong, you know? And so that's what keeps us you know humbled so to speak because you know i remember when it wasn't like that but i also am confident to the point that yeah we put in a lot of work put in a lot of working time and you know when people like they come to the shows and they're like man you guys are good i'm like yeah i know <laughs> i'm like yeah. i'm like yeah we've been playing like us and our drummer we've been playing together for like 11 years almost you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's like i'm like yeah I know it's good, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Because we work really hard at it. And it's supposed to, that feeling that you have, you're supposed to have that feeling. That's the feeling I wanted you to have. This accomplished. But we just want to keep taking it to another level. Keep the pressure on. Keep the pressure on. Keep your foot on their neck, <laughs> as they say. You know, yeah. and that's our approach to life. Between your dream and life is a game of chicken. Game of chicken. And y'all going head to head on the same road. Who's, Who's going to balk, man? Who's going to turn? Who's going to... And I'm like, this your dream, this life. You gotta just say fuck it and just keep going. Because how life we are, will always been to you. It will always, do. always been to you. That, that's a good one. Life will, if you stay and look it dead in the eye and say, no, I'm driving through you. I, I don't care if you kill me or not. I'm driving through you. Life is always gonna bend. It's gonna give you. And the dream gonna keep going. It's gonna give you exactly what you need. It's gonna give you exactly what you need. Bam! It's gonna bend exactly the way you need it to go. I'm telling you, because a lot of it is a game of endurance. A lot of it is a game. How long can you last? Because mm-hmm. if you are working, if you are trying, some some go hit, man. <laughs> yeah. Somewhere. Sometimes it's a matter of how long can you hold on to like reap the rewards, right? Like, yeah, yeah man. And so how we are, you know, we can't even spell quit. We don't even know what that word is. Like, I, 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 I'm trying to think it. Hold on. <laughs> can't do it. You know what I'm saying? Can't do it. I try it. You know what I'm saying? Like I. Nah, I just don't even know if that is, you know what I mean? And so with us, 
it's uh whatever we say we're gonna do we're gonna do it do it at yeah. one point, did you say, did you have ACL Festival on the list of what you were yes. going to do? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. But yes. it wasn't like a, like a, we had like a dream. Uh, when like a mood, mood dream board, board you know type thing. Like, no, we don't really think like that. We just knew that nationally like, the next best to thing. Get, to get the what we're trying to get to. To get yeah, that Madison Square Garden or the Rose Bowl or whatever you want. We got to play ACL. We got to play ACL at some point. Thanks. So uh, it's just to something. To get to the Moody Center, we got to play ACL. Exactly. We got to play ACL at some point. We just knew that it was like a target and a checkpoint. It's not the destination. It's just a checkpoint. You know what I mean? So let's mm -hmm. get to the checkpoint. And so uh, that's why, you know, we weren't celebrating too much because it's like, this is supposed to happen. You know what I mean? Like we've been kicking a lot of ass in Austin. We've been, the goal has been to meet the C3 people and, and show them our work so that they can take a chance and believe on us so we can get an opportunity like this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So well, they got other goals after this one. This ain't it. This ain't it. This is the beginning. I love that. It goes back to what you were saying before about like having, staying humble, like being grateful, but confident to the part, to the point where you're like, no, we're supposed to be here. Like, this is normal that we are performing. Like we knew this was going to happen. Yeah. I think, I think most people have a problem with that. Most people have a problem with thinking that way. And it, like, it's because our society tells us to bad that it's not, it's a, it's a, it's nothing wrong with that. And I feel like, you know, life works better that way. The universe will respond better to you if you're like, yeah, you know, like I'm confident in what I'm doing. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, I know that the direction that we're heading is the right one. Open your eyes, follow the opportunities. Don't be scary. Mm -hmm. That's my advice. For <laughs> I wanted to get into your upcoming performance at ACL a little bit more. Can you give me a, an overview of what the preparation for the festival has been like so far? Yeah, it's the preparation has been kind of crazy. You know what I'm saying? It, we're dealing with a lot of things that we haven't had to do before. Like the, the back paperwork. <laughs> the no. paperwork. Oh, my God. The, the paperwork. Oh, my God. The coordinating. Oh, Making God. sure we got all our eyes dotted. Did I order the crossed. catering? Did I get the parking passes? Did I, you know, yeah. that's the whack stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of shit. And so other than that, I mean. Most people think you just go that. up there and play and get a check. I wish it was For that some easy. people, yeah. yeah but not us. Yeah. You know what I mean? but we're still doing everything ourselves. So, you know, we're having to deal with all that, but I'll say at the same time, you know, playing is going to be the easy part. That's going to be the easy, easy, easy part. So, yeah, it's been cool. The preparation's been fun. You know, we got our set list. We've been working on our set list and like what we're going to do. Timing. We got something special. Ooh, something on. special plan that we will not Ooh. announce yet. Ooh. Come to ACL and see it, y'all. <laughs> our set will be streamed on Hulu, so. Oh, awesome. Well, speaking of ACL, Tank Proof is also making its debut. Can you tell me about your nonprofit's role in this year's festival? Super proud to announce Tank Proof will be sponsoring all 15 water stations at ACL. So that means they'll be wrapped with, you know, our, our artwork and uh, all the stuff that says Tank Proof, I guess. Yeah, but uh, definitely scan that QR code if you are hearing this and if you go there and... Uh, It'll take you somewhere cool. Yeah, probably our website, mm -hmm. but it's a cool place too. Yeah. That's great to not only be performing at the festival, but have your own nonprofit represent. So congratulations. Thank yeah. you so much. The success of your careers, both in music and nonprofit are obviously taking off. I mean, cover of USA Today, that's huge. 
like we've talked about a little bit, I'm sure there have been many obstacles to get to this point. Can you share with me like maybe the biggest challenge you feel like you've encountered to growing tank proof? Black man in America trying to do some good shit. It's That's uh, been hard. very difficult, very difficult. Um, for example, it's easier for me to do swimming lessons in Brooklyn, New York than in my hometown of Gonzales, Louisiana, just because of some personal stuff that I want to air publicly. But it's, uh, I don't know, uh, other yeah, bro, like obstacles, fucking everything. God yeah. damn, I'm like, what <laughs> isn't an obstacle? Moving to Austin was a huge obstacle because like, it's expensive. It's here. expensive. We're yeah. from a place to where my mortgage in my home in Louisiana is like, an apartment. My, my, rent, my, my rent, my rent is triple my mortgage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, 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 yeah. So like, as a full-time musician, in this day and age with inflation in this economy in this economy how 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 does one do that and so people forever was like why don't you guys just move why don't you guys just move i'm like are you you insane i'm like no man i got responsibility it took us a long time but now this is going on our seventh month or sixth month about to be seventh month in austin with our residents here and just living here and living the dream and stuff but man the obstacles man Specifically, like in music, it, the obstacles is just like the game. The game is just treacherous and terrible and just soul sucking. And then, funny thing is, the nonprofit game is the same. Never ending. Wow. Because, you know, you're never going to, you know, how many kids do I have to teach how to swim to the problem is eradicated? There's kids born every day. It's an inexhaustible issue. So, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. you have to be in a place of peace and just know that, you know, do what you can do. That's it. A lot of stuff is not up to you. I didn't give the green light for the story to be on the front page this, this today. I didn't even know it was. Somebody, te- I didn't even know it was going to be in the paper. Was somebody the day, texted us. The day was out. over. Somebody texted us. I'm like, oh, wow. Hey, you can take me to USA Today, the cover. I'm like, what the hell? I didn't say nothing. <laughs> but no, nobody said, nobody told us nothing like that. It's, you know, we didn't ask for it. And people are like, yeah, how do you guys do your PR? Who, who's your PR person? I'm like, bro. Me, me got life. Because I, I, I can't, we can't put this stuff together, man. Somebody thought it was a good enough story to place it where it was. I don't even know who that person is. So whoever you are a person, thank you. I'm grateful. But the moral of the story is this. I tell people, I don't know how we get some of these new spots, but I do know that we do one thing. We do, we do. And if you're constantly moving in motion, that energy is going to come towards you. I promise you. I mean, they hit us up. USA Today hit us up. I don't even know who that lady is. But that's, that's the name of the game, man. It's like, just, just do. Just do. Exactly what you're doing, you're doing. You're doing. And that's huge. And if you do that over a protracted period of time, you always try to advance and push and, you know, stretch. It's, 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 it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a matter, matter of time. Mm-hmm. whatever you want to do, you know but that's the biggest thing people got a problem with it's the matter of time you got to take the clock out of your head take the calendar out of your head and just just be sell out just be and just sell out don't do anymore you just be podcasting we just are musicians we are nonprofit leaders and that's why we don't try to do does that make sense Mm -hmm. yeah no do the work and the rest will come exactly exactly it's 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 it's, you know it's uh, like i said 
We ain't no fucking geniuses. I mean, honest, we just—it's crazy. We just crazy. We just—we just don't quit. Two don't clowns quit. that don't quit. That's all we is. Two clowns that don't quit. <laughs> if we could do this, anybody could do it. I'm telling you. Well, I like to close out each episode by asking our guests to provide a few words of wisdom. What is your biggest piece of advice for creatives or founders? For creatives, learn about how to do your taxes. That's very important. Uh, but the business, yeah. My, learn my advice to creatives is to learn something about business and how it works. Because, you know, creators, even the, the most pure creator, yeah, I just want to create. I'm like, man, but. In this know, day and age, that day is over. That like, day is over. You got you to gotta be able to. You can do that. Support yourself. And if you're, you are supported, you can create even better. Yes. So, you know, learn a little bit something about business. Uh, founders, my, my thing is to, you know, find the real passion in it and just try to focus as much as you can. have a good grasp on your weaknesses. Like, know that, what your weaknesses are. That. Know what your strengths are. Because if you know what your strengths are, lean into that and where you're weak, find other people to fill those gaps. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I got. That's the biggest thing. So I, I, I would agree with that. That definitely resonates with me. Excellent advice. I love that. Well, Thurman and Torrance, thank you so much for joining me. This has been awesome. Before I let you go, can you please let everyone know where they can keep up with you, your music, and Tank Proof online and on social media? All right. So uh, please, I will do the organization first. Give Tank Proof a follow. That's T-A-N-K-P-R-O-O-F. You can follow us on Instagram at Tank Proof or go to our awesome website at www.tankproof.com org. If you want to keep up with our music, The Bros Fresh, that's The Bros Fresh, one word, all caps, please give us a search in that little search bar on whatever platform that you listen to your music in. Type in The Bros Fresh, hit follow, give us a spin, and uh, you can follow us on Instagram at that same handle, at The Bros Fresh. And uh, we want to connect with you. We want to meet you. Thank you so much in advance for your ears. We'll see y'all at the show soon. Thank you so much to Thurman and Torrance for joining me on the podcast and thank you to everyone listening. I hope you join us next week for a new episode of Office Chats. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.